we trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As you can hear, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan and I am back with a brand new episode of TGIF and uh, of course I got to introduce my fantastic co-host so uh, let me start first with uh, Brand, um, what was it? Strategist on a good day. Brand Strategist Al Reynolds, what's up Al? (laughs) What's going on Claudia? (laughs) How you doing? Hey, it's Friday. I'm going to just give full disclosure. I had a rough day today and um, I started drinking way before sign-in time just to, you know, get relaxed and have a good show. So I'm just going to let y'all know. That's my, that's my heads up, okay? <laughs> so it's probably going to be a good show. So please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host Funky Ganiva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? Happy weekend. Happy Pride Month. How you doing? Uh, I'm still a little tipsy from last night. My best friend flew in town. He's going to be in town for a week. And we went down to two bars, two restaurants, and two boys. Um, so we had going on last night. And we get ready to go to dinner and do it all over again tonight. So let me real quick. I know we, we got to get into the hot topics, but we're only a minute in. So we, we got to like, you know, kind of share our personal stuff. So um, I, I know you were talking about relationship a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Where are you now with that? It's it's summer. Uh-huh. I'm having a hot boy summer. I'm going to pick that back up in the fall. Okay. I, I got to use the summer to regroup and get my list. And because and, Sierra said that I had to make a list and pray for that specific type of man <laughs> I want. So I got to test out the different kind of men this summer to figure out which ones I want so I can put on my prayer list. Have you not been testing already? I, I was, but I wasn't writing it down. So I forgot. Oh, <laughs> you wasn't writing it down. I wasn't writing it down. So I, some things I forgot. I need a refresher course. What do you want in a man? And for people that are watching the show, what do you want in a mate? Because I'm curious. I might come across this for you. So what, what are you looking for? Um, a J-O-B. No, no, no. Oh, so, okay. okay. So seriously, um, what I would look for, we got to be able to sit in the, in the house and do absolutely nothing for six hours and just be able to talk. Like that is just very important to me. In terms of what they have, you don't have to have as much as I have, but the income disparity can't be so far that I'm feeling taken advantage of every time we go out to eat um, or whatever the case may be. They've got to have their own friends and their own social life because I have mine. I would prefer them to be educated and they must be ambitious. They must be ambitious. Okay. Okay. Um, is that hard to find these days? In the male spectrum. Yeah. Cause men just want to hunch. Okay. Al, we never really talk about yours. We haven't talked about your situation in a long time. What are you looking for? Are you looking for, do you want to be in a relationship? Uh, I think I want to be in a long-term companionship. Probably it's probably more important to me at this age than than sitting around and waiting for the right person to come along, like or to be married again. So for me, it's probably someone that I can travel with, someone I can trust, someone that can make me laugh, laugh at my corny jokes, um, someone that I can take care of. I, I'm old school. I like taking care of my significant other. Um, 
someone who enjoys the same things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like what? What do you enjoy doing, Al? Like anything outdoors, like kayaking, um, uh, hot air balloon, uh, tennis, golf, uh, any anything outside, anything that makes you sweat, anything that involves water, um, stuff like that. I was gonna okay. submit. I was gonna submit my whole resume until he said outside because I do. Not, <laughs> I do not enjoy smelling like children. So. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, so you, you don't like, like the beach? You don't like the water? You I don't like, like canoeing? I like, to, I like to look at it, but I don't like to be at it. <laughs> All right. You know, I just wanted to just talk to y'all about that a little bit because we don't really, we haven't talked about that in a long time. And you know what? I feel like the soulmates want to know a little bit about our personal stuff. So thank you very much for talking about that. So uh, if y'all heard something y'all like that resonates with y'all, soulmates, you can get into Al Reynolds or Funky Geneva's DMs and we'll check back and see if there's anything going on this summer, okay? <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting night. <laughs> what y'all sipping on tonight? Um, you know, I'm classy based tonight, baby. I ain't got it in the red club, you know, since my friend in China had to pull out my good china. So I'm, I'm my good crystal. So I'm drinking the Tito's and uh cranberry. And you got a new Gucci hat, I see. I got four new Gucci hats. I saw the shopping spree. Okay. Al, what you sipping on tonight? Um, I'm having a little bit of gin. I'm doing Indago. I think, isn't that, it's it's uh, Snoop Dogg's gin. Okay. I think he has a gin. I'm trying it for the first time tonight. I'm trying the strawberry flavor. Oh, okay. Strawberry gin? Yeah. Who knew? Because I hate gin. So strawberry makes it sound a little bit better. Okay. I'm drinking Tito's and Red Bull. So, mm, ain't no telling. All right, y'all, let's get into these hot topics. It's Pride Month, and we're celebrating our soulmates who are members of the LGBTQ plus community and allies who support them. So uh, speaking of Pride Month, Oscar nominee uh, Anjuan, ooh, I'm a mess. Anjuanu Ellis kicked off the first day of Pride with a discussion about sexuality and embracing your truest self. Now, Ellis told Variety that she is bisexual and said this, the solitude of that is so lonely. It's violent. It's violent because you literally have to tuck and place so many parts of you to be acceptable so people won't run from you and don't want to be around you. It was exhausting. That's what childhood was like. That's what adolescence was like. I knew my sexuality, but there was no template for it. There was no example of it. There was no place for it and certainly no forgiveness for it. Uh, to the panel, to you guys, what are your thoughts on Ella sharing her truth and importance of embracing your sexuality? Um, Al, let's start with you. Hey, I thought that I could understand completely where she was coming from. She is from the deep, deep South. I think it's Mississippi. Um, She and I are around the same age. Um, And I feel like she and I probably kind of battled with some of the same things. Uh, So to her, though, I just look at her. What a beautiful woman. What an amazing actress. She did an incredible job um, with the film. Hey, I support her truth and definitely understand where she comes from when she says there's indeed a space for bisexual people in entertainment to be good actors and good actresses. I totally wholeheartedly support what she says there. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Q, what do you think about this? You know, when I saw it, my first gut reaction was, was um, okay. Like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, not a big deal. Not necessarily information that we had to have, um, you know, bisexuality and being lesbian 
uh, tends to be a bit more acceptable in the female community. And then mm -hmm. I had to stop for a minute and I had to say, Q, that's a bit dismissive and a bit reductive of her experience. And mm -hmm. then when I, when I began to listen to the things that she said, it all resonated with me, not being able to be your true self, feeling like you're in prison within your own psyche and, and, and having to hide parts of yourself just in order to fit in with society or be accepted as part of your family or, or your community. So then at that point, I changed my viewpoint and I was like, yes, her making that declaration followed by that explanation was very necessary. Okay. I guess my question, Claudia, is when are we going to move past this coming out culture? Why, why is it still a thing? Like, I, I don't, coming out just seems so dated to me. And I, and I know I can't really put a whole lot of energy into it because I just recently came out myself. But isn't it dated, guys? No, it's not. And here's why it's a, here is why it's a thing. Because we're at the office Christmas party right now, okay? And everybody's talking about, um, I'm, I'm bringing my husband, oh, I'm going to take my wife to get ready, you know, for the party tonight. And then now I'm stuck because you don't know who I am and I may be uncomfortable or you may be uncomfortable with me being gay. Now I have to play some type of role or show up without a date. It's important that people come out so you can show up as your full authentic self and people know how to treat you accordingly. You don't know how many conversations at the water cooler I've had to have with people about um, what chick did I smash last night at the bar or did I see that fine woman walking down the street and I had to play along because they didn't know I was gay. So it, yeah, it, it, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying it seems like we we need to get to a place as human beings where it doesn't matter who you're sleeping with. It doesn't matter what's going on behind my closed doors in my house. Like I, I, I just feel like I would love for us to evolve to a space where there doesn't need to be a coming out. We accept people for who they are, whether they're trans, whether they're bi, whether they're what, whatever, whether they're black, that, white or polka dotted. That, that's not a conversation you and I need to have. That's a conversation the straights need to have. Well, as a straight person, I want to say, I want to get to a point where I don't need to know about your business. Right. I don't care <laughs> if you're messing with men and women, men and men, women and women. I, not, I don't care. Can we get back to judging by the character of their, the, the content of your character? Like, right. I feel like people are getting special privileges now because of it. And also getting discriminated because of it. How about we get to a point where it's like, we're just back at zero. You know what I mean? Where right. guess what? I don't care. It's really none of my. Do y'all care? Hey y'all, I had some D-I-C-K. No, I had some straight sex last but, night. I'm but, proud of this. Like we're we're at a point yeah. now where like people are leading with that, and I think that's why that is such a small percentage of who you are as a human being. Let's uh, not be dismissive though of the fact that it's part of your identity and it does provide context. All right, because if we're sitting in an office environment, Claudia, and you don't know that I'm gay, and you sit here and start talking to me about marriage and children and a picket fence and a dog, mm -hmm. you need to know that I'm gay so, so we don't have that conversation. You, you get what I'm saying? So, well, so I can't have a conversation about what's normal to me because it's no, not no, no, you can have a conversation, but then okay. what happens when you start talking to me about what are you going to do when your kids go away to college or when are you, uh, when are you and your wife going to get married? Well, I don't have a wife. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? It, it, it's contextual. It provides, it's not necessary, but knowing who somebody is 
provides context so you know how to interact with them. I, I, I feel you, but I also feel like in the workplace, why are we even talking about right. uh, sexuality, who you sleeping with? Like, I feel like we've we've done we needed a correction. Let me be clear about that. We needed a correction because things were very, very, very hard, harmful to the LBGTQ plus community. It was very, you know, people were being very loose with the lips of the language it was saying. And I feel like that needed to be corrected. But now I feel like we may be at a point of an overcorrection where now we can't even have regular conversation. I can't talk about marriage and kids because I might offend someone who may not have that reality. Like that, that wasn't the point I'm making. I'm just simply saying, I want everybody around me to know that I'm gay because I don't want to sit around and have a conversation with you about smashing chicks and look, look, look at that rack on her. And, and, and that, that stuff makes me uncomfortable because that's not my existence. So I need you to know what type of conversation to have with me based on who I am. That's the only point I'm making. I just wish we can get away from everyone's sexuality. I, I feel like we're, when we're leading with sexuality, we're, we're diminishing us as human beings. Like that is a small part of who we are as human beings. Are you caring? Are you a good person? Are you, are you smart? Are you intelligent? I, I want to challenge that one last thing, Claudia, because you are a part of the heteronormative world. You have the luxury of saying that's a small part of who we are because you're part of the dominant culture. For those of us who are minorities in that space, it's not a large part. It's a huge part of our identity and it's a huge part of our existence. For you, because it comes second nature and it's widely accepted, you don't see it or receive it the same way. Well, Q, I'm going to challenge you back as well. You're a brilliant, intelligent man that is successful, okay? Are you, is that more important? Is that less than your sexuality? No, but it's, it's, all, it's all part of it. It's, it's, all, it's all a symbiotic song and dance. It's all part of it because I would not, I'm going to be honest with you, if it was not for my sexuality, I wouldn't be half of who I am right now. Your sexuality, really? As, as brilliant as you are, sexuality is plays that big of a part in your existence as a human being. My existence, think about who I am right now as, as my success as Funky Dineva. That was birthed out of what? Who I am as, as, as part of my sexuality. Yes, I'm smart. But that was birthed from that part of my being. Mm-hmm. But do you think you'd be successful without that part? I think I would be successful. I think it'd be a different type of success, but it wouldn't be in, 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 in my fullest of truth. I, would, I, I wouldn't, if it wasn't for my sexuality, I wouldn't be the person I am in this space on this show right now. I'm able to show, because of my sexuality and owning it, I am able to show up in the world as my truest, most authentic, most unadulterated, unapologetic self. So it is necessary. I hear you. I just wish we get to a part where that is not even part of the conversation. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know that about you, to love you, to respect you, to admire how brilliant you are. And I feel like some people use it as a crutch. I'm not negating that. You know what I mean? I like, think I think you're dope without, I, Q, I think you're dope and smart and brilliant without needing to know who you choose, who you sleep with. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this show is a perfect example of that like I remember when I spoke to y'all about this show in the beginning, I said, I do not want this show to be gimmicky to exploit y'all sexuality. And I feel like there's too much of that in the world right now where people just like getting back. Well, I'm gay. I, I have people with me that, that are mad at me that I didn't put them on this show because they're gay. And as they're one of my gay friends, that that's all it took. And I'm like, these two men 
are so much more than their sexuality. It's not as easy as let me pick my two best Judy's. It's brilliant, intelligent, smart. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I want to get to a point where that is not what we lead with, but I get what you're saying. It is part of who you are as a whole. Yep. I think this was a good conversation. Okay, but I'm also been drinking, so it feels really good to me. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more tea, jab. Let us know how you feel in the comments. Give us some rainbows. We are celebrating Pride Month, so please let us know how you feel about the show. We'll be back in two minutes. Right back. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. If you're enjoying the show, throw us some rainbows in the comments in celebration of Pride Month that we'll be celebrating and acknowledging all month long. All right, y'all, let's get into the story. People on Twitter were having a field day on this, and rightfully so. So Bethany Frankel is set to be crowned with the reality royalty honor at this year's MTV Movie and TV Awards, and apparently people are not feeling it. One person tweeted, it's actually ridiculous that the first two recipients of an award celebrating a a genre largely carried by Black women have been white people. First, Jersey Shore's cast, and now Miss Mediocre. Another tweet reads, I would give it to New York, Snooki, and Nini before I hand one to Bethany. Do y'all think Bethany deserves that honor? Alice, start with you. Mm, No, I, I don't. I mean... If I was to give it to a, a white woman, I would give it to the Kardashians. Everybody know that they're the real royalty of reality television. That's number one. Number two, if I didn't give it to the Kardashians, it definitely should be in the hands of of a black female. Um, and I was thinking Tiffany Pollard, she's very talented. Nene Leakes, of course, she's done it all. She's done comedy, Broadway, sitcom, Glee, fashion, restaurateur. But let me tell you who else also should, should be considered. I think Tammy Roman should be considered because she ushered in reality television back in the 80s, right? It was the 80s or the 90s on Real World. And I think that was kind of the first time that we actually sat side by side um, watching her life like in a reality format. So for me, I definitely agree. I, 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 I don't see, you know, Bethany Frankel being a reality royalty. I'm thinking maybe they gave it to her because she's doing all that great work with the Ukrainians and raising right. those millions and millions of dollars. Maybe that's it. Maybe she paid for it. That part. Uh, Q, what do you think about this? You know, my first, my first mom was like Al's. There were so many people. There was Nene Leakes. And then if you just wanted to pull out of the Viacom family, you had Tammy Roman, you had uh, New York Pollard, you had Jackie Christie, you had all those other people. And then I had to stop and take a beat, y'all. I had to ask myself, Q, when is the last time you even watched the MTV Music Damn Awards? Q... You ain't never heard nobody when they get ready to, to be on a movie trailer and say, an MTV Music Award winner, Claudia Jordan, featured with next to Sandra Bullock. I'm like, quiet as it's kept, and I mean no disrespect, but the award ain't even worth its weight in rice, number one. And number two, y'all know Black people, I'm a big fan of letting them people have their stuff, okay? That's some people's stuff. Let them white folks have their award and nominate all the unseasoned potato salad that they want. Do we really, honestly, Black people, do we really care that one of us didn't get the award at the MTV Music Awards? I don't think as a collective we do. Um, mm. I, agree. I agree with both of you. I'm going to say this. Listen, 
You know, um, I get that we're 13% of the population, but we are major consumers when it comes to all things to be bought and watched on television and the economy here. Black folks are huge consumers. I'm not surprised. I feel like they went out of their way. Let's find someone that isn't obvious. You know what I mean? Um, There's no doubt in my mind. Nene, Tammy, or New York should have got this honor. Uh, 1,000%. I'm going to say New York, number one for kicking the door down. We watch every single spinoff and franchise of, 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 of I Love New York and Flavor of Love because of Tiffany. And, and then he came along and then ran those numbers up on Bravo. And then Tammy came along and she was so iconic. And these are unapologetic women. Listen, I am a fair person. And any one of these three women should have had this award. But again, the majority is white people. So if that's their queen, that's their queen. She did make a whole bunch of money with her skinny margarita, skinny white girl drink, whatever she did. But I'm going to say this. We all know what it is. Right. And, and it was a stretch. When was the last time Bethany like was a pop in reality? I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Even Omarosa, I don't even rock with Omarosa. But I'm, I, I'm, I, listen, I'm a fair person. I don't got to rock with you to give you your props. There was many a black, many black women that did their thing on reality TV that should have gotten this award before Bethany. Let me ask you a question. Could it be possible? And, and, and I always challenge myself with this. Could it be possible that she is on and popping somewhere, but because we don't occupy those spaces, we don't know. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I don't. I, that's part of the reason why I can care less than the hell about what's going on at the MTV Awards, because I don't occupy any of those spaces. I don't know none of those people. If you told me that they say Vanessa Hudgenson is hosting, I don't even know who the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know what she played in. I don't know what she looked like. So for that reason alone, I, me personally, I don't care. I would be losing my wig if this was the NAACP Awards and her ass was a nominee. Then I'd have a problem. But this whole little piece of MTV Award, I, I promise you, y'all, I don't feel no ways tired. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but that's why I encourage all my Black folks to keep going to Black shows. Y'all better show up at Lady of Soul, Soul Train Awards, and BET Awards, and don't think those awards are beneath you, because like we need to go to where we are recognized and where they see us. And where we're okay? celebrated, not tolerated. And, and lastly, I want people to know, again, that show... Those people are not even talking to us. We're not even their target demo. So why do we care? They're not talking to us. And are, again, are we surprised? No. Are we surprised? So let them have they Listen, and I'm a firm believer of that. Just like when they went with The Bachelor and started going getting a Black bachelors and Black bachelorettes, let them white people have their stuff. I, I told them with The Bachelor, I was like, it was never going to work with Black people anyway. Because we don't walk around kissing seven to 12 people in the mouth in one week getting mono. And then you see when they tried to do it, it did not work. Let them people have a stuff. It's I just, I, let me tell you where this, this, this is a rub here for me. MTV was going down the dumps. And one of the things that saved them was the hip hop culture when they did MTV raps. And so that basically resuscitated that entire network. So all I have to say, if you're going to stand on the shoulders of a culture, then you have to be more appreciative of the culture and you have to give us our due. I don't care if their content, I'm just saying that they use our community to make music and to, to create content to their audience. So when you say reality television royalty, 
as MTV, it's a huge deal for a black woman to receive that, especially the ones that have done it better than the one that got the award. I'm not going to say, don't give me that award because that's for white people. No, we deserve it. We resuscitated that network. We helped those, everybody that worked for that network get a check. And we deserve the same awards that they're giving out to white people, to black people. I will say this, not to chat on Bethany because she did do a lot. You mean, I, I'm not familiar because I've never watched Real Housewives of New York. I haven't watched a lot of them. I started watching like Housewives of Atlanta, like right when Kenya got on because I was cool with her. But like, I, I, I recognize that she has done a lot. Um, but like you gave it to Snooki the first year. I mean, there's other people that uh, we just want to, to, get a, to get a look as well. And people were having a field day with this because there have been some really um, uh, huge personalities that are African-American that have definitely changed the narrative. I'll even give it to Flavor of Flav. Flavor of Flav had a youth Ooh, run. Flavor of Flav kicked the door in on reality TV. And look how many spinoffs came up of Flavor of Flav, Flavor of Love. I Love New York, Chance, and uh, The Stallionaires, all those shows mm-hmm. that continue to this day. Like, Flavor of Flav is a huge pillar in the reality tv world let's be very clear but i guess you know what only one person can get it and black people start awarding our own for these categories so we don't have to worry about what the people over there doing next door we don't care let them do their thing (laughs) let them honor their queens okay uh nene leaks is also back in the news and not in a good way now according to legal documents obtained by tmz uh nene leaks is being sued by her ex-boyfriend niona Estella's a strange wife uh, the uh, I'm gonna jack this name up. Bisoa for allegedly hooking up with her husband while they were still together. Now the wife claims that Nene posted photos of them together on social media, which humiliated her and ruined her marriage. Now the wife also claims she has suffered from emotional distress, mental anguish, and a loss of affection. She's seeking more than one hundred thousand dollars. What are your thoughts on her claims? I know that Fantasia had a similar uh, case in North Carolina. Al, what do you think about this case? Well, you know what's so interesting? That's one of the seven states that you can actually file a lawsuit for what's called dishonor of the marriage bed. Mm -hmm. So that's why Fantasia's situation was very similar because she's also in the state of New York. I mean, North Carolina. We know that Nene's uh, present boyfriend, her uh, wife, and he lived in the state of North Carolina. Um, You know what? Other than this, I, I... Nene said she's she's not in the game of stealing other other people's husbands. And she said nobody wants to steal nobody else's problems. So that was what she said yesterday on her live. And I have to agree with her. No man's going to leave. I, I feel like he was already out the door. <laughs> it's what it appears to me. Okay. Q, what do you think about this? I don't like this law at all. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm one of those people. I have no problem being critical of NeNe Leakes. Um, this ain't got nothing to do with NeNe. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it. It feels like a smear campaign. It feels like an attempt to make her out to be something that she's not. One thing we do know about NeNe from watching that show is that she didn't play that stuff about nobody husband. She didn't play that stuff about nobody man. And Miss Ex-Wife Lady, a separated lady, your issue is not with Nene. Your issue is with that man. Whether y'all were legally together or not, Nene didn't come around your house and put no spell on that man and make him pack his bags and walk out that door. That man left you or for whatever hit the hell he did and went and got him a new girlfriend. It sounded like y'all were already broken up. And the gag is 
if Nene Leakes was a cashier at Target, I would be curious to know if this woman would be filing this lawsuit. And I'm pretty sure the answer is absolutely no. But you need to leave Nene the hell alone. And if anybody you should be suing, it should be your former husband. I, I think that, um, you know, all too often the women get mad at the other woman. And I get it. Now, with this case, Nene's a huge celebrity. So if she posts something on social media, it's going to hit differently than an unknown woman. Let's let's be very clear about that. Um, I will say this. It was the dude's job to say, Nene, can you just chill maybe until, you know, things are official just so I can keep things clean? Because you don't want to start off on a bad note like that. When you start off like that, it's just going to be chaos for everybody involved. Of course, the ex-wife is going to feel away. Even if they were separated for five years, she's going to feel like, oh, you flaunting this right now? Like, let the paperwork dry. And I think, again, I'm going to blame the person who's actually in the marriage and who's who, who owes something to the ex-wife. Nene doesn't owe anything to the ex-wife. And, and, and also, she shouldn't say anything about other people that are caught up in the same situation. But I think that the man, the boyfriend, should have been the one that said, hey, listen, let's maybe chill out on posting so much because it's going to irritate this lady. And let's wait till the documents are signed so nobody can say anything. And we can start off fresh. And that way, we don't have any issues. Once I, So I agree with you guys on this. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be back with more TGIF after Welcome back to TJF Soulmates in the chat. Give us some rainbows for Pride Month if you're loving the show or some flames and let us know how you feel. Okay, getting back to the hot topics. Little Nas X does not think he's getting the love he deserves. Okay, now in a now deleted tweet, he calls out the BET Awards for snubbing him for a second year and leaving him out of the denominations despite the success of his debut album Montero which hailed the hit singles Montero, Call Me By Your Name, and Industry Baby featuring Jack Harlow. Now, Montero was nominated for five Grammy Awards this year. Little Nas X tweeted, Thank you, BET Awards, uh, and an outstanding zero nominations again. He continued, I just feel like Black gay people have to fight to be seen in this world. And even when we make it to the top, MFers try to pretend we are invisible. What are your thoughts on what Little Nas X said? Q, let's start with you. What do you think about this? So when I first saw the headlines before reading the article in its entirety, this was one of those things where my gut reaction was, Negro, like, do not lead with your sexuality and start with this you're being discriminated against because, because it's the Black community and because you're gay. Please don't do this, right? But then when I read on to the article and realized that three of the songs from his album cracked the Billboard 100, I was like, okay, well, that is worth a little something. But then I want to go back to my previous thoughts about the conversation we just had with Bethany Frankel winning that music over there with the white people. In my opinion, Little Nas X, you make music for people over there. All right? You you make your, your music be for them people over there. And... What you mean? Music, what you mean? Poppy, the very, the very uh, pop white community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when you go to the black club, they're not bumping Little Nas X. They're bumping Future, Migos, so on and so forth. So I think, I, I don't know how they choose the categories, but it may have just been simply an oversight in the fact that your music just don't come up in black people's radar. So, too, let me ask you this. With that being said, what do you think about Jack Harlow, who's white, being up for best male hip hop artist at the BET Awards? How do you, does that make you feel away or not? Nah? 
Because we so, are so good to celebrate uh, white people. Right. Our so, so, so here's here, here's what's funny. Jack Harlow's music and his sound is very consistent with the current hip hop sound. But I'm going to leave y'all with something that Stephanie Mills said when she visited Sister Circle. Jack Harlow by far is not the most talented rapper. And he is only getting what he's getting because he has a black boy swag. Stephanie mm -hmm. Mills said it best. They want our music. They just don't want it from us. Well, you know what? The thing about Little Nas X as it relates to the BET Awards is it's like, stop oscillating. In 2020, you were nominated. So what do you mean, once again, you weren't nominated? He was nominated for Best New Artist in 2020. In 2021, he performed at the 2021 BET Awards. That's when he kissed the guy. So because you weren't nominated, it's because you don't speak like Funky said. You don't speak to the BET audience. This isn't about your homosexuality. This isn't about uh, BET has something against the gays. Listen, we love Saucy Santana. When you go to any hip hop club, Saucy Santana is popping and it's playing and we love it. We don't hear little Nas S, little Nas X music in the hip hop clubs. Little Nas X music don't speak to the BET demographic. It doesn't speak to the black audience. Now he he definitely has the numbers, but like you said, he don't his music don't speak to us. I agree. I feel like he's very talented. Of course, we know that Little Nas X, you are the, you're the bomb. You really are. I feel like when it comes to Black people, like, you know, how we are deeply rooted in the church, even though the most ratchet of us, we still have a little leg, a little foot in the church. All that devil stuff in your videos, that's going to turn a lot of the Black community off. Like, you can't be surprised that a lot of us are like, eh, you know what I mean? But we still recognize you are dope. And you will still get recognized at the Grammys, at the mainstream events. You really do. But, you know, you got to know that. And, and let, let, a quick note, Doja Cat, who's very pop, she was also, she's definitely recognized by by, by BET. But uh, I feel like you guys are right um, as far as, like, the music is concerned. Um, it doesn't really speak to us in, in that way. But you're more, you're mainstream. So you are getting it. You can't have it all. Eh? <laughs> you can't have it all. All right, y'all. It was just... Uh, Months ago, that Cardi B won nearly a $4 million defamation verdict against YouTuber Tasha K. Now, Tasha K's attorneys are launching their appeal to have the ruling overturned, and they are arguing that a judge withheld key evidence about Cardi B's character and didn't see who Cardi B truly is. Fellas, what are your thoughts on this update, and should Tasha K let this go, or should she keep fighting? Al, what do you think on this? You know, I'm really hoping that Tasha K knows something that we don't. I really am hoping that she's smarter than raking up all of these uh, attorney fees. We we found out that $1.3 million of the previous lawsuit was attorney fees. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I would be willing to throw my hat back in there to lose again, only to double what I owe and to double the fees. But I'm going to pass this to Funky. This is his world. And um, obviously, you guys have known each other quite a while in the industry. So here's the thing, in terms of appealing it, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. Nobody wants to pay $4 million. Just like David Chauvin's ass is, is appealing his thing for stepping on George Floyd's neck, even though you did it, because nobody wants to go to jail for pris prison for life. So I am not mad at anybody fighting tooth and nail to get a negative outcome overturned. 
here is my thing. You know, um, according to, you know, the, the videos and some of the stuff that was in the court transcripts, you know, Tasha reported and just said some things that she should not have said. And I'm not understanding how Cardi B's character, whether she was a bank robber, a prostitute, a drug dealer, all at the same time, has anything to do with the things that you reportedly said about her that were unfounded. The two don't go together to me. So, Okay. Great points by you too. I just want to shout out Tasha because she actually reached out to me to check on me. And then when she called me, I ain't gonna lie, I was nervous. I'm like, what scan am I in right now? <laughs> what what about story are you about to break? And I wanted to say thank you. This has nothing to do with the story, but Black woman to Black woman, thank you for calling me today. And we had a good little conversation about life. So thank you very much. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF. So fill your cups up, soulmates, because we got more TPR after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. Of course, I'm here with Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds. Hey, y'all, people in the chat are like, Claudia, where are your glasses? Where the hell y'all been? I had eye surgery um, a while back, and I don't need glasses anymore. I have 2020 vision now. So <laughs> I sent a message in the in the chat to let y'all know where I went. I want to give an endorsement because they, but y'all can look in the chat and see where uh, I have my eyes fixed. Okay, y'all, let's get back into the hot topics. Uh, Joe Budden is calling out New York strip clubs for not hiring black strippers. I've been in those clubs and it's all, find me a black girl. Okay, Budden posted to his Instagram story, New York strip clubs are not, uh, not only are you not hiring black women, but you're purposely hiring the same girl. Your promoter having a type is going to lose y'all money this summer. This is disgusting. Not the girls. But the optics, fellas, what are your thoughts on this? And Funky, is the same thing happening in Miami strip clubs? So the amps, once again, this is another one of those stories where my response is let those people have their stuff. The, I looked at those girls and those girls are targeted for a certain type of gentleman because I'm going to tell you something. The dudes that, that rock down here in Miami that go to the office, King of Diamonds, uh, 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 the Rolex, they not going to see them chicks anyway. They going to see the chicks that's built like Black China, stacked like Cardi B, so on and so forth. Those girls right there, the, those are the vixens for the Wall Street uh, trader type. Let them people have their stuff because here's part two of that. And I've witnessed this in the strip clubs when you have strip clubs like that. They throw one or two black girls in there and they don't make no money mm -hmm. because the guys that come to those type of strip clubs are not coming to see black girls. I don't think there is anything wrong with curating a particular space for what it is you want to be. They are catering to a white clientele that likes that white, long-haired, Persian-looking chick. Let them people have their stuff. I am pretty sure there are plenty of strip clubs, a la the one Cardi B used to twerk in, who features Black girls. Go there if that's what you want to see. I didn't say Joe Biden. I said Joe Button, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> I ain't the chat making me doubt myself. I'm like, yes, I've been drinking, but yes, I said Joe Button. Like, like in Atlanta. In Atlanta, we got a place called Cheetahs. 
All right. Now, me and my friends used to go to Cheetahs because they, they got a five star hotel, but it ain't nothing but stick figure looking white women in there. Skinny white women that just they do, they dance like this. They do that. And, and I, I, I thought I thought what was interesting about this was, you know, Joe Button actually speaking up for black women regarding the strip clubs, because we don't we don't know Joe Button for dating black girls. Right. You know, Tahiri was Latina. Uh, Kaylin Garcia was Latina and both his baby mothers were Afro Latina girls. So big up to Joe Button bringing out this inequity in the strip clubs. And what I also thought was very interesting was that Cardi B agreed with them. She she joined in on the chat and she said that they would not let her perform because when she wore braids, they thought that she looked too black. Now, the reason why I don't like the narrative, let them have their stuff is because a lot of money is made in those strip clubs. And I think black women, all women should have access to the ability to help feed their families. But them white, the point that you're missing is they demographic is not going to pay them anyway. I have a thing, me and my homeboys, when I, when I go with my homeboys, to the, they like to go to the strip clubs because I'll go for somebody's birthday and we be in those strip clubs like that. I will find the one black girl and I'll call her over here and I'll be like, I'm gay. I was like, girl, just come sit down and talk to me. And I give her a hundred dollars just to sit down. And, she, and, and she'll be like, you know what? You made my night. And I talked to her. I'll be like, do you be getting paid in here? She was like, no, not really. She was like, they be going after them Latino girls and them white girls. And she was like, every now and again, I get a customer like you or somebody who has a fetish for a black girl. But if you go to King of Diamonds or if you go to the office or if you go to one of those places, them black girls is in there busting it down, walking out with five, ten and fifteen thousand dollars a night. So, no, there are spaces in the strip club. First of all, black women own the strip club space. All right. We own that. We own we own that space. So they're making money Now they may not be making it at that particular club, but that club ain't for us. And that is okay. I went to a strip club in the Bronx and I could not believe, like it was definitely black girls to the left over there. And they definitely want the lighter girls, but that's just how the, the world is right now. Cause it's still jacked up on that colors and stuff. And as far as Miami clubs, strip clubs, even regular clubs, like clubs you go dance. One thing that was so sad to me when I went to, when I, when I used to go clubbing at dream and all the clubs in, in Miami uh, live beautiful gorgeous black women in shape great bodies dressed sexy feminine gorgeous sitting down on the couches all the way around the club no black men are talking to them okay none and i would see all the white and hispanic women and persian looking women had everybody in their ears and that's an issue brothers that's an issue and i feel like i don't know what's happening but i i have, I have beautiful black women friends in miami that do not get hit on at all when they go out so, and that's know, not our issue. That's the men's issue to figure I, that out. With their I, issue. I, I, I can speak to that a little bit because I live in Miami, right? Um, black women do get hollered on if you live on the mainland in Miami proper. Miramar, Pembroke Pines, Carroll City, you know, Miami Gardens, where there are homogenous Black communities, Black women there are celebrated. When you start talking about Miami Beach, mm-hmm. you're talking about transplants. You're talking about the black guy that moved from Boston with the intention of looking for something, quote unquote, exotic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there are two Miamis. There's 
the real Miami, and there's that Miami across the bridge. That across the bridge, Miami beach life is definitely giving. You need to look exotic, Latina, and the black men that occupy that beach space, that's what they're coming here looking for. Because in their mind, they're saying, I can stay in Chattanooga, Mississippi, if I wanted a black girl. I, I have a friend, my girl, Dee Dee. I'm going to put her out there right now. She is gorgeous. She's an educator. She has a, a perfect body. She's a beautiful chocolate skin. And she tells me, I never get hit on. I'm like, you're one of the most beautiful women that I know. One of the most gorgeous and intelligent and all the things that men claim that they want. But you're right. They come down there. They want the, the JLo's. They want the Latinos. They want the Persians. They want all that. Uh, uh, but yeah, there is definitely two Miamis. And I think it's sad. I remember feeling really sad for, for my fellow sisters when I was in Miami. I'm like, so no one's going to hit on y'all except the white rich men that have these fetishes and want to see you as, you know, just like a, a fetish. All right. Great conversation, fellas. We're going to take a quick, our last commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Hey, everybody. Hey, soulmates. Welcome back to TGIF. Okay. We got seven minutes. Let's get into the story. Now, an Instagram model who goes by the name of Mar- Mary Madeline is threatening to sue an airline because she claims... She was knocked off her flight because of her 22-pound breasts. Now, the Canadian model says she was headed to Dallas from Canada when she claims she was kicked off the flight for looking too explicit. In her post, she wrote, I got kicked off this flight for how I look. Please stop discrimination. Please. This is disgusting. I feel so embarrassed and dehumanizing. You guys have no idea. Now, she made this claim on her IG story. Obviously, uh, my outfit is why she kicked me off because I look too explicit. But that's not legal. So I had to say it's because she I was sleeping and wouldn't hear her. In a series of follow-up posts, Madeline said she eventually made her way to Dallas safely, but planned to take legal action against the airline. Okay, Al, what you think about this story? Uh-huh. Production, can we see that picture again? You know, Claudia, that's the same woman, if I'm not mistaken. Remember, she underwent an operation to get the world's fattest vagina. Y'all remember her? That's her. Uh-huh. She has the world's fattest vagina. She went through all these operations to have the world's fattest. We're going to use Q's uh, word, Tussie Cat. <laughs> You know, again, race to the bottom. Oh, I could be smart or I could get the world's fattest vagina. (laughs) Hey, mom, are you proud? Okay, I'll go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying that that's crazy. If she if she was on a plane, she needed to be on a plane to go see a therapist. But of course, she was going to good old Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Girl, bye. Fattest vagina, huh? All I got to say is, do your lips hang low? Do they wobble to the ground? Can you time in a knot? Can you time in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your lips hang low? Um, You know, I, I have problems with people who purposely get dressed and walk out of their house to cause problems. Um, by every stretch of the imagination, you are fully aware of what your body looks like. By every stretch of the imagination, you are fully aware of what is socially acceptable in our society, especially when you are flying through an airport. And there would have been absolutely nothing wrong had you put on a regular t-shirt from Old Navy or a sweatshirt or a juicy sweatsuit like normal people do when they fly. 
I hate the fact that it's your body and I hate to refer to somebody's body as vulgar because we begin to go down a slippery slope when we start to police people's bodies. But your body is vulgar, okay? And you go out of your way to be over-sexualized in all instances. Now, I'm not a lawyer. Rather than being able to kick her off that plane for her appearance is legal or not, I don't know. But from a moral and an ethical perspective, they should have kicked your ass off that damn plane. Um, I agree with you. Call me old school and I don't care what who has an issue with it. You know when you're doing too much. Okay, let's get back to a place where it's not like, oh, you're shaming me. Oh, this is my natural body. That wasn't your natural body. You spent a lot of money to look like that to get attention. And then when you get it, you're worried about now you're tripping up. Oh, my God, they're giving me this attention. And, and now I'm an inappropriate. You know damn well. It's inappropriate. Production, one more time with the picture. <laughs> I have reposted this girl several times because it's nice. so ridiculous. The work, I cannot believe the doctor that put this together was not fired for what he's done or lost his license to practice for what he's done to this woman. If you see this woman's picture, her page, it is insane the proportions that he's done to her. Like this unhealthy level of, of, of how big her breasts are and how her, her wider her hips are. And this is all stuff that she ordered. And Claudia, <laughs> I wish, unfortunately, we don't have it. But when I was doing my research, I saw earlier pictures of her when she was young. She was pretty. She was, a pretty, she was a pretty Christian girl. Grew up in the church, blonde, um, non-suspecting, nondescript. Very pretty Taylor Swift girl next door aesthetic and don't win. And now she looked like Hootie, the blowfish and the damn ocean. I have a problem with people who say they claim they're being shamed against. Okay, I'm being shamed, but you went and paid all this money to get this look for attention. And then when you get the attention and some of it's not positive, now you're the victim here. You want the attention, but you want it to be positive. Listen, when you go and do stuff like this, you gotta take. You have to take what you get. It's not all gonna be positive, and I just think that it's 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 almost like you're daring people. Like I dare you to complain about this, so I can then be the victim. And I think that's not cool. All right, soulmates, thank you so much for watching us. Um, thank you so much, and please watch us again tomorrow in the repeat. We need all those numbers on YouTube. I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me tonight. You fellas got anything planned? Anything fun planned for the weekend? Uh, my best friend, Jonathan, in town. Shout out to my frat brother, Jonathan. We about to go eat and tear the city down and go out to all the bars and get with Miss Kenny and get drunk and roll like Kiki. So y'all stay tuned to the Instagram stories because we about to get live. Okay, Al, you about to have fun? <laughs> no, I'm headed to Little Rock, Arkansas this weekend. Okay, well, y'all stick around for the house. That's all coming up next, and we'll see you next week. Fellas, have a good time. Bye, so much. Bye, so